I was standing up straight, but I did not have my hand over my heart. The reason I did not have my hand over my heart is because I felt that that was reserved for the Lord and the Lord alone. I'm grateful for the country that I've been born into, and I love the country that I've been born into. But I felt like that was for the Lord. But after the national anthem, my dad looked at me and said, why didn't you have your hand on your heart? And I told him what I just said. And he said, well, I feel like you can love both. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about that. Dual citizenship. There's such a thing in this world as dual citizenship. You can be a citizen of more than one country. But if you are a follower of Jesus, Scripture declares that you are a citizen of heaven. But in this world, I'm also considered a, a citizen of the U.S. But I've found that sometimes in being a, a dual citizen, there's a strain there. Um, this country doesn't always follow the kingdom of heaven, if you haven't figured that one out yet. And so when those things happen, there's a pull. And I always believed that my heart was fully the Lord's. But in recent, well, especially this last year, the Lord's been exposing some things in my heart. And He's been showing me that my heart is not fully His and not fully uh, belonging to the kingdom of heaven in the way that I thought it did. Because as events have continued to transpire in our lives, and especially in this nation that we live in, I've found myself getting really agitated and really focused on it to the point that I, I'm really kind of forgetting where my heart is supposed to lie. Um, I'm to the point where I'm ready to to fight. Um, you know, I've told this to you before that I, I'm a defender. Uh, and once again, I was talking to the Lord about that because when you think of people in, in pastoral ministry, and I still don't have this figured out. I know I've talked, to, you know, mentioned this many times, but most people in ministry are promoters. They're like a salesperson. I would make the worst salesperson ever. I am not a promoter. I mean, I cannot promote anything. I'm a defender. That's how I'm wired. That, that's, that's the way it is. Um, and, and I don't know how to get past that. When you think of most pastors, I mean, you know, they're these loving, comforting guys. You know, Mr. Rogers. I do have a Mr. Rogers sweater. But, you know, they're the guys that are just, you know, they're promoting the Lord, you know, and so on. And, and that's, that's just not me. I'm, I'm a defender. I want to defend the oppressed. I want to defend truth. And I can't get outside of that. Um, you know, this last week, as these uh, ridiculous measures were trying to get pushed through our state here uh, regarding police, it was going to become very dangerous for my family to continue in that line of work. Because basically, if I had to defend somebody, 
that person's family could go and sue my family and take everything. And if you don't think that happens, let me tell you what, it happens. And so I thought, I can't do that to my family. But then what I came down to was, you know what, it doesn't matter, this is the way I'm wired. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a defender, that's who I am. Well, as it's come down to different things going on in our country, I'm just, I want to defend. But what I found the Lord asking me is, who do I really belong to? Am I really more concerned about defending the Lord and defending the gospel? Or am I more concerned about defending freedoms that I think that I should have in this world? And what I seem to be forgetting is, is that I am not, and Scripture declares this, I am not a citizen of this world. That's what it declares. And it's, it's, i got to remind myself of that every day. Because every day I wake up right here in this world. And the kingdom that I belong to has not yet come to take what belongs to it. And so every day I wake up here and it's just so easy to get wrapped up in the things that are going on here. But what the Lord is saying to me is that I'm not a, a citizen of this place. I'm a citizen of a different kingdom. And I must seek to share that kingdom with everyone that I can possibly share it with. Whether I agree with them on everything or not, I, that, that's, I am to share that with them so that when the Lord returns, they too can be a part of that. Instead of being a part of judgment, that they can be a part of the reward that the Lord brings with him. So I share that with you this morning to say, where is your heart? Where's your heart? What's been happening to your heart in the last year or so? Do you find that it's being drawn closer to the Lord? Or do you find that it's been getting wrapped up in the things that are going on around you? Have you been getting discouraged? I know I have. And out of that, once again, it's a sign of where the focus of my heart really is. Because it's more in this world than I would like to admit. And I believe that part of what the Lord is doing is that He's exposing that in us so that we have a chance to, what we did this morning, repent. Because there's freedom in that. The Lord wants us to, to have freedom in our hearts. And the thing is, as we were talking about in Sunday school this morning, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in a prison cell, you can have freedom in your heart. It's available through the Lord. That's not just psychobabble. That's real stuff. It's available through the Lord. When you think about the disciples, I mean, there was more than once where the Lord set them free sitting in a jail cell. He's able to do it. The only time that we can be um, oppressed in any way is, is when the Lord allows it. And the Lord is working all things for the good of those who love them. But I have to decide, do I believe that? The scripture I want to look at this morning is Philippians chapter 3, verses 17 through 21. And in this book, um, Paul is encouraging the believers, reminding them who they 
belong to, warning them about uh, things can, that can get them sidetracked. And in verse 17, we see him expressing that. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. I want to stop right there for a second because those are convicting words. If you are a follower of Jesus, you should be able to repeat those words. That's convicting to me. Can I say to someone, follow the pattern of my life? That's a hard one. I can say follow the pattern of Paul's life, but can I say follow the pattern of my life? But as we're going to see Paul talk about, if I am truly following Jesus, I can say that. If I'm not truly following Jesus, and I can't say to others, follow the pattern of my life, it's possible I'm an enemy of the cross. He goes on and he says, For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. I think sometimes in our minds, we create a third category. We believe that there are those who love the Lord, those who hate the Lord, and those who are somewhere in the middle. Well... You know, when you ask somebody, uh, does that person follow the Lord? Well, they're a believer. And there's this like third category that we make. It's like, they're not really following the Lord. I mean, you wouldn't look at them and go, yes, they're following the Lord. But I wouldn't say they hate the Lord. You know, they're not like those people. (sighs) Scripture gives no third category like that. Scripture only gives those who love the Lord and enemies. That's it. I don't say that to be condemning. I say that to be convicting and to give freedom because where is your heart? (laughs) Are you all in? Are you following after the Lord with all of your heart? If not, you're not in a neutral place. You are in a place of an enemy. If you can't say to others, follow your example, because that's what Paul was saying here. You see, there were those who would, they would proclaim Christ. They would say, oh yes, I'm a Christian. You know, once again, we, we, we have that in our country. And that's bothered me for many, many years. And it, it's really, you know, <laughs> in many ways, the things that are happening in our country right now are answers to my prayer because I was so, uh, so tired of the... Um, this idea of, oh, I'm a believer, but my life is just like everybody else who doesn't follow the Lord. I was just so tired of that. But right now what we have is we have this grayness disappearing. And, and the darkness is growing, but out of that the light will also increase. And that's what I find the Lord's wanting to do in my heart. He's wanting to increase the light. And so in order to increase the light, I must invite the light into those places of darkness, into those places where I'm like, oh, I don't want the Lord to look there. 
That's a little too convicting. I don't know if I want to deal with this. But that's where I find the Lord going. He's looking into my heart and He's saying, are you fully mine or are you actually focused on some things in this world? And I am way more focused on things in this world than I want to admit. And the Lord just keeps pulling that back and pulling that back. They are headed for destruction. Scripture says that you are either following Jesus and seated with Christ in the heavens, or you are perishing. How do we know that? Does your life show that you are following after Jesus? If not, guess what? The end hasn't come. You can repent and you can give your heart to the Lord, and you can go hard after Him. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only that this lo- about this life here on earth. You know, we're seeing that displayed before us in ways that we've never seen before. I mean, we're we're literally seeing people cheer over sexual immorality. They're like, yes! We're seeing people cheer over murder. Yes! It's, It's been extended. We can do more. Yes! I mean, this is this is what's going on. And and it's it's in their minds, it's actually a good thing. And they're so focused on this. What's my response to be to that? My response isn't to, shouldn't be to want to hurt those people. It should be to want to set them free and to share the good news. But again, if I can't say to that person, follow the pattern of my life, what can I really share with them? Because if I say to them, well, you need to know Jesus... Well, do I know Jesus? If I say yes, and the pattern of my life doesn't show it, then why would they believe that it's going to change them at all, that it's going to be any better? But we are citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior. You know, that's one thing I, I, I do find. When things aren't going my way, the things that I want, what it does is it causes me to eagerly wait to wait with more eagerness for the returning of the Lord. And that's a hard place to be, you know, to to wait on something. Because again, we keep waking up in this world and it's kind of like, well, all right, I just want to make this world the best that it can be because this is what I've got right now. Now, I want to go to heaven someday. There's a country song that says, you know, we want to go to heaven, but not today. I want to go today. I mean, if you're in that mindset that means you probably just don't want to go to hell. But what the Lord is looking for is people who want to make heaven their home right now. That they want to bring heaven to earth. 
that they want to be that vessel in which heaven can be seen here. And that's what the Lord is calling us to do. But if my main focus is to defend myself, then I'm not necessarily doing that. He will take our weak, mortal bodies and change them into the glorious bodies like His own, using the same power with which He will bring everything under His control. There's one more scripture I want to look at. Uh, 1 Peter 2.11 that also talks about um, our citizenship. 1 Peter 2.11 says this, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when He judges the world. Here's the deal. For those who don't follow the Lord, for those who don't know the Lord, they're lost. Uh, scripture teaches that they are under the control of the enemy. Is a person like that going to do good things? Are they going to pursue good things? Are they going to pursue honorable things? Or are they going to be deceived into pursuing things that actually hurt people? They're going to be pursuing things that, and deceived into pursuing things that actually hurt people. That's what they're going to do. Okay? So what should my response be to that? Should my response be slap them and say, Hey, idiot, what are you doing? You need to wake up. This is so dumb. I can't believe you're doing this. Well, that's what my flesh wants to do. But is that going to do any good? Is that going to solve anything? Let's say that they say, okay, I think you're right. I want to go along with what you're saying. Does that still set them free in any way? No. But here's what it does do. It hardens their heart to hear anything that I would have to say to them. And so what God has called me to do is to, as Scripture says, love my enemies. Love those who pursue things and embrace things that actually hurt me and others. Why? Because they're lost. And I was lost too. I was absolutely deceived. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus that I have been given the opportunity to be born again. I don't deserve it at all. And so, why would I walk around as though I've got my rights and I need to fight for those? Again, did Jesus do that? No, heaven was His. He didn't have to come here, but He did it. Why? Because of love. What did it cost Him? It costed Him <laughs> persecution. It costed him being called all kinds of things that were untrue when he's trying to help people. I mean, he's, he's healing people. He's setting people free of demonic possession. And what happens when he sets people free of demonic possession? Religious people come in and say, oh, he's the devil. And, he, and, and they turn other people away from Jesus. That's what he got for it. Should I have anything different? 
And ultimately, they said, this guy needs to die, and they killed him. So who am I to demand that my life be different, God? I want everything, I want all the goods that I can get here now, but then I want to live with you too. That's not what the Scripture says. Scripture says that those who suffer with Him will also receive the victory with Him. So I, I, I just want to share that because I believe that the Lord is calling us as we go forward in the days to come to really set our hearts to being citizens of heaven, which means giving away the rights that we have here, which are actually so small compared to the inheritance that we have in heaven and, and what we have, the rights and the authority and all that that we have in heaven. Now the thing is, is that the Lord is not going to allow us to receive all of that right now, just like Jesus didn't. Jesus was God. He had the right to everything. But you know what? He laid it down for a time. Because He had something to accomplish. If you are a citizen of heaven, there is so much that belongs to you. Not because of you, but because you are inheriting what Jesus has. But, we're not receiving the fullness of all of it right now. It's not all being manifested. And I must be willing, if I'm to receive all that, to walk the path that God has for me. And really, that's what it's come down to, is I, I found myself frustrated. God, what are you doing? Do you know what you're doing? Well, he knows what he's doing. And he has a plan. And it's always a matter of me saying, am I going to surrender and submit my heart to that? Or am I going to demand that I get all I can right now? Because Paul and Peter make it very clear that those who are saying, I want what I can get right here, right now, those are the enemies of the Lord. And those are the ones who are perishing. Those are the ones who are not going to receive what Christ has for them. I don't want us to be in that boat. And so, I pray that you will go before the Lord and just ask Him to show where your heart's at. It's not easy. It doesn't feel good. But in the end, it will feel good. Because we are called to be fully citizens of heaven. Lord, um,